welcome, welcome, welcome to another BA Chats bonus material. That's what we are. <laughs> Thank That's you for our listening. title on there. Don't it you is. Think? It is. It's our title. Thank you for listening. We're always glad to have you guys. BA Chats exists for a couple of reasons. The first one is we believe in the power of the testimony. So the word testimony actually means do it again, God. So when we, yeah, when we share testimonies, it is super appropriate and wonderful and healthy that your heart, any testimonies that you hear anywhere on BA Chats and church, just whatever the Holy Spirit is doing, whatever Jesus is doing in people abroad, when we hear that, it's super appropriate that we go, oh my gosh, me too. (laughs) Do it in me too. I want to live with you. I want you to live in me. You're so great. So that's the, the, the benefit of the testimony. It's the greatest invitation you will ever get is when you hear somebody else's testimony because it's an invitation for you. You can RSVP to that sucker. Say, I, I'm coming. I want that one too. Yeah. It's appropriate that it starts a fire, stokes yeah. a fire, and just it's a really passion good. for, oh, God, you're so good. Yeah. I want to be a part. So and the second reason we have BA Chats is because we have found and dis- we have discovered here at Bethel Atlanta that there are gold in our hills. When I look <laughs> them there. Them there hills, there's some gold, you know. <laughs> but every time I look around and every time I have a conversation with somebody in our body, um, whether it's coffee or right, it's a dinner or even just a hey, we start talking after church, sometimes during church, <laughs> you know, or or between services or between church and kids' church, you strike up conversations with people and the amount of just goodness, the amount of uh, just like God's just his handiwork in people mm-hmm. absolutely blows me away. And so this this is the greatest platform that I think that we could that we could take to start sharing yeah. people's stories. Yeah, so it's a very much a way for you to get to know people. Yeah. And it's you know, a by way, listening. Yeah, a way for you get to know the people that are in our body. And you know, we obviously we started with our, you know, senior staff and mm-hmm. have gone to support staff and and so we just think that we we've learned these stories you need to hear these stories They're as beautiful. well and let them stir those stir that testimony up in you so beautiful testimonies yeah. and our guest on this oh. BA chats oh my god oh my yeah. goodness just when i think yo wow how can we outdo that one it happens again <laughs> not we but how could they be outdone like wow welcome nikki scourin Hello, thanks for having me. How are you, precious person? I'm good. <laughs> so Nikki is a volunteer in Kingdom Kids with Kevin and I, and always so happy to have her child care professional, obvious gift with children, a visible mm-hmm. gift with children, visible love for kids. But we always want to get to know our volunteers. And so one day, uh, Nikki volunteered to come and help me clean out the, the lodge. And I was like, hey, tell me all about you. I was literally blown away. I <laughs> cried spontaneously three or four times that day thinking, God, yeah. you're so good. And she's so good. Father, yeah. thanks for Nikki. And so I asked her to come on to BA Chats and just share her tremendous story. I mean, it's just yeah. a, a tremendous story. So thank you for coming. Yeah. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> so before we, before we like jump straight into that, like tell us a little bit about in the capacity that you serve um, here at Bethel and kind of really where your heart is here. Um, I love this place. <laughs> I just want to start off by saying like, say I've, that. I've asked your wife so many times, like, are you sure you're human? I'm not totally convinced. I think she's an angel. What are you loving about Bethel Atlanta? Uh, literally everything. <laughs> I mean, I had uh, last winter when I went back to Florida to visit my family, somebody I went to a house church with some friends, and at the end of the night, some guy was like, hey, can I pray for you? And I was like, sure. I did not know that hardly anything about Bethel at this point. And so he started praying for me, and he said, does the name Tyrone mean anything to you? Hmm. And I was like, what? no, I've like literally never heard that word in my life. And he was like, well, it's a town in Georgia. Do you know where it is? And I was like, no, I mean, I've moved to Georgia like seven months ago. I have no idea. And he was like, well, he said, there's a church there named Bethel Atlanta. He's like, that's where you need to be. Wow. And I was like, all right, I'm there. Wow. So the first time I went was like uh, maybe the first or second week of January. Okay. And every time I went, literally, I just would walk in to that tent and just cry the entire time. <laughs> it was like, like the atmosphere so there is like tangible love. Wow. Like it's just incredible. Wow. And there's, there's a freedom there and a perspective on God 
that I had never really been exposed to before in my life. And it's just like, it, like I maybe used to think of God as kind of like up in heaven, like kind of doing like business plans. Like, okay, you go here, you do this, you do that. And after being exposed to the culture at Bethel, it's like, no, God actually loves you. Like not just loves you, but likes you and wow. likes to be around you and like enjoys who you are as a person. And it just, wow. I, it just was like revolutionary to me. It was incredible. <laughs> so yeah, like every time I come here, like just the culture you guys have, the atmosphere you guys have, like how you treat people, oh. it's amazing. Oh, I love it. I'm so glad you're a part of it. I'm so oh, glad you're here. Me too. So s- tell that fun story about the very first time you came and you got a word from Landon. Oh yeah. Okay, so tell I, us about this because we all love Landon. Not <laughs> Landon. I love Landon. That dude's uh, gold too. He's wow. amazing. I know. So I... I guess I was, I looked up on your website, like before I came here and it said like, there was two service times and I had my family in town that weekend. So it's like, all right, I'll catch the last one. So I came at noon, but it was already over at that point. So I walked into the tent and he was just kind of standing there and he's like, he said, um, something, oh, like the service changed or cause we have the tent. So we just have one service now. And then he was like, but I can give you a word. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And he just said, like, I see, like, a garden or flowers coming out of your head and, like, sunshine, like, you're going to be moving into, like, happy times. So it was really, really sweet. Which just completely happened. Yeah. We'll fill that out in, in the in the, in the the chat to come. But I yeah. just love that, that that was your... Can you share this story about the very first time that you were in Kingdom Kids or when I introduced you to the kids and we brought you up and we have our thing where we give oh, words yeah. to the brand new volunteers. And there was yeah. one in particular that I remember you were like, what just happened? And I'm like, well, <laughs> those are our children. Mm-hmm. They hear the Lord. Oh, it's every, every single, like those little tiny kids, every... Everything they said was like spot on. And now knowing you, I'm like, oh gosh, no, literally spot on. Yeah. <laughs> but um, was it one little girl who gave the word about like a lion? That's like, the I one. see a lion. Yes, and it was Liberty. Yeah. And so she said something about like, I was painting a picture and the picture was like a lion or something. Yes. And I don't totally remember how it went. I remember like um, thinking, because I had had a prophetic word like maybe a week before yes. about how you've experienced God as a lamb, but you're getting ready to experience him as a lion. That's what it was. You yep. had gotten oh that word, God. and then Liberty saw you painting, and you were painting a picture of a lion. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we went out of the, the doors that day, and you were like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm like, I don't know. They're, it's a blessing. So. Yeah. <laughs> so like when that happened, like what's going on in your head? What's happening in your heart? Like what, what, what's going what you on think? there? I yeah, was just like, like I mean, I've been like exposed to kind of like the prophetic and prophetic words and stuff like that. So I was used to that, but like little kids, like that young being that spot on, that was just like incredible <laughs> to me. And I was just, and it's so cool how God can do like, it's like when he wants to tell you something, he can use like so many different like avenues and things. And it like all comes together like this big puzzle piece. That's and you're wonderful. just like, it paints this whole picture and you're like, He's very clear. Yeah. He yeah. communicates very totally. clearly. Yes. You're like, yep. I, I can't ignore this. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Even if you try to run away from it, it will yeah. chase you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're in um, Atlanta now. Yes. And you are a child care professional still. Yes. Yes. And, and so you've been working with kids for forever. Let's just go ahead and start from when Nikki scoured. Well, you were Nikki scoured. When Nikki was born. Wow. Okay. So, (laughs) so I was born, um, into a family and I had, my parents had three brothers and one sister after me. So I basically started taking care of kids when I was 10 years old. And then right next to me lived, um, an entire family, five different kids and all of their five kids had families. So I was babysitting probably by the age of 12 Like, I would just walk across the field and babysit for them. And so I've been babysitting and taking care of kids, like, my entire life. Literally your entire life. Literally my entire life. You're so gifted at it. Thank you. Can you tell us about your family that you were born into? Yeah, so my family um, actually was born into a religion that you could actually classify as a cult. Okay, yeah, wow. that's yeah. okay. Now, this, when I was getting to Nikki, Nikki, that yeah. was her opening statement. She was like, "Well, I was born into a cult." I go, "Whoa, wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> it was the cutest. I'm like, 
like, I cannot wait to hear every word that comes out of your mouth. Because mm. you have such an obvious, um, uh, peaceful, pure, and innocent um, presence, obviously. Like when I'm characterizing you, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love, I love her presence. Oh, and so for when you said that, I, it You're really like, took what? me by surprise. I'm like, oh, wow, keep talking, girl. You have obviously, you know, connected with the Holy Spirit. I mean, he's discernible on you. So uh-huh. so your parents, when they were kids, right, when they were, I mean, their 20s. Yeah, they were 20s. Entered yep. in this cult, and then they had you. Yep, they okay. did. Okay. So, and, um, I mean, it might have started off to be, you know, good. Sure. But... I mean, by the time, I mean, you get kids when they're 20, you know, and it can just slowly go sideways and somebody who's much older than them can slowly brainwash them. You don't even realize what's happening until years down the road. Yeah. Then you're in a big mess. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, we have teased our whole lives about, I can't believe we make the decision to get married in our (laughs) twenties. When I look back in the twenties, I'm like, I shouldn't have been making any major decisions in my 20s. But I mean, so it makes sense that that's a time that people, you know, would be easily talked into something. Yep. So your your parents were literally kids. Yep. And they entered into this cult that probably wasn't even a cult when they were yep. young. Mm-hmm. But 10 years later, or not 10 years later, along comes you and all your baby, your sister, your siblings. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an actual cult. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What was that like? Um, well, when it's all you know... Yeah. You know, it's I had nothing to compare it to, yeah. you know, but um, my mom and dad, even though they were in the cult, they did love Jesus. And yeah. so, I mean, I did grow up experiencing miracles and I knew Jesus loved me and I knew he could do anything. And so it was like we kind of had like the right basics in a twisted way. Sure. Which is super complicated later on. Sure. But. Yeah. I mean, at least I knew Jesus heals, Jesus saves, like he can do anything. Was there a lot of Bible in the in, in this group of people? Oh, yeah. Lots of it. Very, okay. Yes, okay. very much, very much Bible, except the Bible. It was just uh, like slanted, twisted, and like it was like the right things in a wrong way. What's, a, what's an example? Mm, I don't, maybe like the whole... You know how the Bible says, like, women to submit to your husband? Yes. So that was kind of slanted in the way of women should be, like, pushed down and men should be, like, king over them, kind of. Yes. And, like, rule them. Like, all of our individuality was taken away. Wow. And so we were all supposed to act the same, look the same, talk the same, dress the same. We actually all even drove Cadillacs. (laughs) Well, at least it was Cadillacs. Yeah. I mean, they didn't throw you in a pinto, <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> what was that like? Or when did you start noticing that yeah, this was different? Yeah. I don't know that I did. Okay. I mean, because we are always told that God's people are supposed to be different. So we knew that we were supposed to be different, but we thought that was like that meant we were good, we were God's children, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I don't, I don't know. Okay. Tell us about some of the miracles that happen. I'm, I'm thinking about one, and well, I don't want to jump to because it's such a beautiful miracle. Um, what are some of the experiences with the Lord, genuine experiences with the Lord that you had, like as a young girl? When did you start really connecting with him? In, in the midst of this, you know, you have this culture going on mm-hmm. that's just, you know, not the Lord, but you were genuinely connecting with him. I don't, I mean, when I was a little, little girl, I remember um, uh, maybe five or six, like, talking to the Lord, Um, just when I was, like, playing outside. I remember writing a little song when I was super, super little, but then I don't, I didn't really have any experience, or I didn't connect to him on, like, a super personal, really, until... um, several years into my marriage okay okay and I got married at 16 was that arranged for you it was not no okay okay. I found a boy that I wanted to marry okay and you know at 15 you think you're in love and you know whatever so (laughs) I actually got a marriage license on my 16th birthday and was married three days later wow and he was also a part of this yep yep. was was there a name that you could share 
the name of the group or would you prefer yeah, no okay. i mean i don't care i mean you can there's lots of stuff on google okay great it went from mead ministries to mountaintop ministries mead to mountaintop yep. okay okay mountaintop ministries and so mm-hmm. he was a part of mountaintop yep he was born into it too okay okay and so did you guys all live together we all lived in the same town in lake city florida it started well when it started off there was like maybe five different groups and um, they were scattered all over kind of like the northwest area of the United States. And they all congregated down into Lake City, Florida. Okay. Okay. So, um, and that was when I was, you know, maybe seven, I think. Okay. You're so, a little bitty. Yeah. So we grew up kind of, we all lived in the same town and um, specifically in a couple of different neighborhoods that were super close to each other. Okay. So, I mean, we could hop in the car and drive to pretty much anybody we knew within five, 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, what was it like being married at 16? Wow. And had that been just the dream of your heart? Has that been what you'd wanted to do? Cause yeah, it actually was. So like, I mean, some of the girls that grew up in the same place, you know, had dreams of careers and all this stuff. And that just, for me, that wasn't my story. I always dreamed of being a wife and being a mom. And so I thought it was great. What? <laughs> Well, well, let's start there. So you got married, and tell us about, you do have a son. Tell us about your I little do. guy now. Okay. he's Well, he's seven now. <laughs> little sweet so. guy. He's the sweetest guy. I love oh, him. I love him so much. He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he actually just bought me this necklace for my birthday. Oh, oh Nikki. I know. Oh, what is it? It's, uh, well, it's one of those, I don't actually know what it is. It's one of those necklaces that's supposed to have, like, this meaning behind it. <laughs> And so he was like, gave it to me, and he's like, Mom, this is going to keep you safe. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he is a honey. Oh, he's so sweet. Hearts are melting all over the world right now listening to this, right? I'm telling you. So what is his name? Logan. Logan. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Logan. Oh, he has got... He is spicy. He's like sweet and spicy. <laughs> he's got like the most spicy. I mean, sometimes I feel like he's a 13 year old Woo. and I'm just like, what? I don't even know what to do with you right now. <laughs> but he has this little heart inside of him that's literally pure gold yeah. Yeah. and so sweet, so compassionate. I mean, he was crying all the way home from work today because um, the people we work for have this little canary and it just died today. Oh, I'm sorry. And he, I know, it was the saddest thing, but he literally cried all the way home. <laughs> and I was like, little guy. oh, he's so tender. <laughs> but um, so I got married at 16. And of course, like, you know, six months later, I was ready to have a kid. For sure. <laughs> I'm, that's yeah. the dream. I mean, it was my dream. It was yeah. my dream to be a mom. I loved kids. I babysat kids. I was, you know, good at the kid thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I wanted you know, get started right away having kids. Sure. And my body's completely shut down. Wow. Literally to the point where, like, I didn't even get periods. Yeah, no, wow. go ahead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. And no one knew why? No. Well, okay. I mean, that was part of our cult. Like, we didn't go to doctors. Okay. Doctors okay. were bad. Okay. If, yeah. I mean, if you really were a Christian, God would heal you. Wow. So, you, I mean, you, why go to the doctor? Wow. The doctors will just tell you a bunch of stuff and scare you, and then that's like an open door for the devil to wreak a bunch of havoc on your life. So Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> She's the cutest. She yeah, says it, then just giggles. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no doctors. Okay, so, so no I doctors. Don't, I don't know exactly. I have, I think what happened was um, my body was not making the hormone that it needs to make. Sure. in order you know to get periods and stuff so um so I just didn't get them okay so you got married ready to have kids Yep. no baby body shuts down so what yep. did you do well um I I don't know I just always had like this this childlike faith like God can do anything wow. and if he's not doing it it means that the timing is off wow because he can do it. Like I knew he could do it. I knew it would be so easy for him to heal me. Like so easy. And so I was just like, if he's not healing me, then it's not like the timing is off. It's not the right time or there's some good reason why I'm not having kids right now and I will later. Wow. So um, that carried on for like the next 10 years. Okay. I went 10 years. 
all my friends had like three, four, five kids like all around me. So I kind of just like dedicated my life to like, you know, um, helping my friends, serving my friends, babysitting babies out all the time. Um, the church leaders of like our church all trusted me to babysit their families and they'd go off and preach or take their wives on date nights or vacations or what have you. And so I babysat my entire life. And, um, like I, we didn't know that we were in a cult. We thought we had the truth, you know, and everybody else was like off or wrong or doctrine or whatever. So, so I had like this, um, desire, like always had this desire to help people. I mean, I would go to like Walmart to just grocery shop and end up like crying in my car because I just like these people, like you just see people and your heart goes out to them because like they need help. And I was like, this is what's discernible about you. I thought we had the truth, you know, and I was like, these people need what we have. And so, um, so one day in church, I remember I got down on my knees and I told the Lord this, at this point, um, the leaders of our church were starting to like go out and preach um, travel to Mexico and different places and preach and I would take care of their families and they were gone so I got down on my knees and I told the Lord I said I'm giving up my desire for my own babies like if this is how people are going to get helped like obviously you're not going to send people out and just have their families you know go to complete sham yeah. like you need someone to take care of their families while they're you know taking care of your people so um I, I dedicated my life. I said, I give up my desire for my own kids if um, this is how people are going to get helped and I won't have my own kids. Like, that's totally fine with me. I literally gave it up. Wow. So you metaphorically put your dream, like, on the altar, just gave it back to the Lord mm-hmm. about it. It's up to you. Yep. What happened? I totally gave um About six months later, I was um, babysitting for someone, and it was over a Sunday, and no, one week before that, I remember it was New Year's, and uh, my husband and I got into one of those, you know, couples, Scrabble, whatever, sure. little things. And But this one in particular made me feel really hopeless. And um, two of my best friends had just announced to me that they were pregnant. And so I was just sitting there thinking, like, my life is hopeless. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, there are those moments. Just trying to, like, wow. even though I had given that up, it was just, like, thinking again of, like, you know, all the maternity shopping, and you look so beautiful, and let sure. me clean your house for you, and take <laughs> care of your other kids, and sure. make you dinners. Like, I was just kind of, like, mentally gearing myself up for all that again. Sure. And so I went to bed just feeling utterly hopeless, and I thought to myself, maybe there's something that I'm just completely missing. And so I was like, I knew the Bible had the truth, and I knew the Bible had the answers. And so I was like, maybe I can find something in the Bible about being a wife that I'm just completely missing. So I pulled up my Bible app, and I searched, like, wife or woman or something like that. And the story of the Shunammite woman comes up. And I was like, what in the world? Like, that... (laughs) how like what why did that story come up like it just baffled me and I was like just out of pure curiosity I was just like I had to know why that story came up I clicked on the story and um you know basically the story is about the the Elijah comes to this town and this lady recognizes him as a man of God and wants to be involved wants to take care of him wants to help him so she makes him um a meal every time and then that escalates to she makes him a room and as I'm reading the story like my eyes are reading the story but like is the first time the Lord has ever spoken to me but he's speaking to me over the story and he's telling me like because you've lived your life this way because you have the same heart I'm going to reward you and I'm going to give you a baby wow and I was like literally like bawling like so hard, like sobbing. I had to like get out of my bed and like go upstairs. I wouldn't wake my husband up. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, so but I still thought, okay, like that's incredible, but it's probably gonna happen in like several years after all the babysitting and all these families, you know, the kids sure. are old enough to take care of themselves. The next week, 
I'm babysitting and um, I'm getting, it's like I babysat a family that had like three little girls. So we're doing curls and ribbons and dresses, <laughs> like the whole nine yards. And the whole time I'm getting them ready, like I have this little voice in my head that says, you're going to get your healing today. Wow. And I was just like, what in the world? Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to church and um, after the message, there was like a ministering where, you know, ministers would pray on people and stuff. And I was just kind of like watching. And then all of a sudden the Lord was like, go get your healing. And I was like, no, go get your healing. And I kept standing there and it was just like, it literally felt like somebody was like pressing on me, like, go, 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 go. <laughs> Finally, it's like, okay, wow. I'm going. So, <laughs> so I walked down and the guy starts praying on me. And he was actually one of the ministers I babysat for all the time. Very, very, very special to my heart. And he starts praying on me, and I literally felt, this is the first time I've ever felt, like, actual love before. Wow. But I felt, like, literally, like, a bucket of, like, love was, like, dumped on top of me. And I was like, wow, that was an amazing experience. Like, I literally got up off the floor, and I was just like, that was incredible. But, I mean, I didn't really, sure, I didn't, you know, I just carried on with my life. Two weeks later... I got a period, like literally an unbelievable one. Like my entire body was like starting over, like wow. reset, like the reset button. And 30 days after that, I got another one. And the month after that, I was pregnant. Oh, oh my, <laughs> my goodness. Word. And literally like all the people, you know, that grew up with me and stuff, like everybody knew us. I mean, it was like maybe barely a thousand people. So everybody knew everybody. And of course, everybody, you know, would have babies like a year after they were married. So here we are 10 years later, not had a baby yet. So, I mean, it was like the entire place oh. just like celebrated. Oh, it's huge. Oh, that's great. Just a big deal. Yeah. yeah. That's worth the celebration. It was amazing. Yeah. So. So um, you had a love encounter. I did. From a story in the word. Mm-hmm. And then you, you literally were healed. Yeah. And had that slogan. Yeah, that's Logan. <laughs> oh, my know. word. Well, what was the pregnancy like? Uh, the pregnancy was incredible in a way that I'd always wanted to be pregnant. But I also dealt with a lot of fear. Sure. Lots of, like, every single day, it's just something's wrong, something's wrong. We didn't, And, I mean, at that point, like, doctors were okay, but since I had never been been to a doctor before I just wasn't comfortable with it and I was sure. just like if the Lord gave me this baby like he's sure. gonna take care of me and he's gonna take care of it and that sure. was just kind of like my mindset sure. but still like every single day something's wrong something's wrong something's wrong something's wrong and actually when I went I had him at home and when I went into labor with him I actually felt like a um it felt like a bubble that came out of the ceiling and like surrounded me. Wow. And I had almost no pain after that. Wow. Yeah. It was, wow. He was, and he was born and they were like, um, we don't like how he's responding. And I was like, okay. I mean, right. (laughs) First baby. Yeah. So it kind of carried on and over the course of like the next hour, his entire body turned blue. Wow. Like he was not breathing. And they're just midwives here, no doctors. Yeah, okay. just midwives. And so, wow. I mean, it got down to the point where there's like, okay, this baby's going to die. You need to do something now. Wow. Wow. And so I was like, okay. I said, um, before we do anything, can I just hold him for one minute? And they're like, yeah. So they, I, they had gotten me in bed at this point. So they laid him on my chest and... I just put my arms around him and started praying. And his entire body turned bright red within like 10 minutes, and he was <laughs> totally fine. Wow. Yeah. Did you hear or see anything, or what, what were you praying? Just I was actually just speaking in tongues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's the best I mean, prayer ever at this point. That I mean, I still felt like that bubble. Like it was, it was like this. Um, I can't even describe it. I felt like I was inside of a bubble where I just knew everything was going to be okay. Wow. Like, I didn't feel fear. I didn't hardly feel pain. It was like, 
Wow. I don't, it's hard to describe. Sure. But it was incredible. Like, I knew he was fine. I was like, even when I was praying on him, like, I knew he, I was praying, obviously, because his body was blue, but I knew he was fine. I knew what God had promised me, and I knew he was fine. It's almost like you just had this like supernatural um, grace mm-hmm. come on you for that for the moment. Yeah, I yeah I think you're of, right. Of just like of doing um, what we what you do naturally as a mom, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody who g- yeah. can give birth to a child. Like there's a grace for that moment that God gives you, just a supernatural grace. So. Um, <laughs> this is beautiful. I love all these. I love these stories. They're so encouraging. So. We're having these miracles, and you're ha- there's 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 a lot of like semblance of like spirituality and um, um, you know God's message, and you hear His word, and there's so many things like so many things that are happening in this in this culture, the cult that you're in mm-hmm. at this point. So tell us a little bit, maybe unpack a little bit about how you kind of how you knew um, it was time to exit or what it looked like where you're like, oh, there's the exit sign from what I'm in right now. And what was that re- like revelation moment for you where you're like, I think it's time to, to start an exit strategy? Yeah. Well, this is a complicated question to answer. Sure. Because okay. when Logan was maybe eight to ten months old, I knew something was wrong. Like, not with him, but just with our life. Oh, okay. I knew yeah. something was wrong with our life. And I was just like, this baby deserves me to fight. This baby deserves me to do whatever it takes to figure out whatever this is that's wrong and change it. Like... <laughs> this is that maternal this is mom 101 right here <laughs> it's like a mama bear like <laughs> that maternal love puts us at such a wild advantage it's yeah, it's one of the biggest advantages i've ever been given in mm-hmm. life that we've been given in life i mean mm-hmm. you just you start thinking differently feeling yep. differently super it's like a superpower you're like i don't know what's happening keep talking this is just beautiful i love this is your maternal love that that not woke you up because again you didn't know anything else yeah. it's not you're waking up then, this is your normal but it was it was maternal love that caused you to be like okay something something's not right great yeah and i was like i don't care what it takes i don't care what i have to do i don't care what i have to give up like this is changing wow and so i started going to god not like in this oh, you're so wonderful, I love you so much, literally like throwing a tantrum, like stomping my foot and saying, you are going to get over here and help me now. (laughs) Like this, (laughs) this is not right. And you're going to tell me what to do. And you're just talking about a feeling at this point about something's not right. And it it was in in relation to Logan of he's not growing up in this, whatever this is. Yeah, yeah, he is not. He is not growing up this way. Like, I don't care. And I literally, it was like, it felt like I grabbed God, literally, and just said, get over here. You're helping me. You're going to tell me what to do. You're going to tell me what to change. I don't care what it is that I have to do, but I know you have all the answers and I know you have all the power. So do something. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What happened? Uh, Well, it started off by him kind of just telling me different things I needed to change. Like he started te- to teach me honor. Wow. Um, respect. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he started to teach me how to treat people. Wow. And it just completely changed my life. Wait. Okay. Wow. So you, this is awesome. That's amazing. So you go to the Lord and you're like, listen here, bucko, <laughs> like with your hands on his collar. Yeah. You're helping me out. And he's like, oh, yeah. Let me teach you how to honor people. Exactly. Te- yeah. Okay, that just blows know, my it's mind. A mind blow. it's that is so beautiful. <laughs> so, like, what, 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 what did that? Could you, do you have an example, like, what that looked like? Um, was it through the word? Was it, was it just word? through your heart? It was both. Okay. Actually, I mean, I remember at this point, uh, my husband and I were struggling, you know, pretty bad, and I remember sitting in church one day because we sang on the choir. 
So there was like a period of time after choir practice was over before church actually started. So I'm sitting there reading the Bible and I'm just thinking to myself like, man, like I have it in me to be such a good wife. Like I could just really be blah, 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 blah. If he would just be blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'm sure you can <laughs> all fill, wise, in the blank. fill in the blanks. <laughs> all wives in the blanks. and husbands <laughs> have had that thought cross their mind. Oh, yeah. totally. So I'm just like sitting there just literally like I could blah, 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 blah. If he would just whatever, you know. <laughs> I would be so great if you would be greater or great too. Yeah. Exactly. If you weren't my problem, I would be awesome. Exactly. Exactly. And. So, and I opened up my Bible, like right when I was having that thought and it landed on that verse about God sends his son to shine on the good and the not good. <laughs> the and, just and the unjust. And yeah. he sends his rain to, I can't remember how yeah. exactly. Sure, sure. He sends your rains on the just and the, the unjust. unjust. And I was yeah. like, oh, so if I really have all this in me that I really could be all of this and that, then I can just be it, period. I, I, it doesn't have to be a reaction off someone else. I can just choose to be that way. Say that again. It was seriously okay. <laughs> Say it again. That is so good. Uh, it was the first time in my life that I realized I didn't have to spin on a hamster wheel of reactions to what other people did. I could get off the hamster wheel. I could just like figure out how it was that I was supposed to be, and I could just be that way. Period. Because the Lord treats us all the same. Exactly. And because wow. and because we have the power to make decisions and to make choices and yeah. to not just constantly react. Wow, Nikki, wow. That's that so powerful. Changed my life. Like So what happened? How did how'd that play out? Well, it played out in I was like, okay, I can do this. Courage. <laughs> and so I, I mean, obviously, like my first, the first and closest and and hardest relationship to do that in is obviously going to be a marriage. Absolutely. Totally. So I started off like, okay, I'm going to do this, and inside, my entire body would just be screaming, yeah, like this is so unfair, blah 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 blah, and I would be like, I don't care, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow Jesus period. And, um, so it would be like, you know, he would come home and I would choose to treat him like gold, no matter what. And then he would leave and I would run back to my closet and be like, Lord, I can't do this. That was so hard. Like you have to help me, blah, 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 you know? (laughs) And, and then after doing that for a while, my heart changed. And then I was treating him like gold without my body going crazy. And then I was treating him like gold because I wanted to. And then that morphed into, then I was going into my prayer closet, like, Lord, help me help him. Mm. It was, it changed from about being me and being, and about being selfish and Lord, you need to help me to a bigger picture of like, you know, help him. I want to help him. I want to help other people. Like it, it was, I stopped being so selfish. Whoa. And it's like my entire like heart and body and everything just got like flipped over. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. But I mean, after being raised the way I was raised and just, I mean, the way people, you know, taught you to treat women and like, it's, you know, it's, sure. it's not his fault. Like, you know, we sure. all grew up in it. It was the way we were just doing what we, the only thing so, we knew it yeah. was we were doing what we were taught. Yeah. But the effects of that <clears throat> literally turned my mind into the, what I would describe as a bowl of noodles, sure. like spaghetti noodles. Sure. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't um, hold a conversation. Um, just everything was very, very difficult. And you're just talking about mental torment, mental, oh, torment nonstop all the time. I mean, to the point where it was like making my body sick. Yeah. And, and I just kept like seeking the Lord, kept going to my Bible saying like, tell me what to do. Okay. I'm doing, I'm doing everything that you told me what to do. Now, what do I do? And, um, 
but it got to the point where it was it was like too much. I felt like I was about to die. Like I felt like I was being dragged under this into this like black like funnel, like water or something. And I remember being in church one night and um I literally felt like my head was about to go under water and if my head went underwater I would be dead. Wow. And so um I went down for prayer and got prayed on. I felt a little bit better. And I went back to my chair and I was like, No. <laughs> that is not what I came here for. Well, and I literally just went back to the Lord and was like, help me now. Well, like I'm going to die if you don't do something. Well, so are you going to let me die? Well, do something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he spoke to me and he said, go get your mind right on. And I was like, what? And immediately like my, my body was like, you know, you're going to go. So she's, she's like, stop having all this emotional whatever just get your butt down there <laughs> so I'm like okay so I went down for prayer again and um the minister walked up to me and put his hands on my head and started praying like I rebuked doubt I rebuked fear and I was thinking to myself no that's not what this is and then he got really still and he said let it go and I felt like I took a breath for the first time in like eight months literally like relief rushed through my body disappointments left heartaches left um hopelessness left literally it just like it felt like it washed out the bottom of my feet and like relief and oxygen like came in Mm. and um so I'm sitting in my kitchen the next day and I was like let it go what does that mean why did you say that to me and the Lord spoke to me and said People have a free will. And it literally, it like stopped me dead in my tracks. I was like, everybody has a free will. And if God doesn't take away our free will, then why are we trying to like make people be what we think they should be? Wow. Why are we, why do we have this, these expectations on people? And when people don't fulfill the expectations we have, we literally lose our minds like I was. Wow. And I was like, that's God. Wow. God gave everybody a free will. If if they want to do whatever they want to do, they can, and we should let them take. And I started learning to take expectations off people, and put all of my hope and all of my trust in God. Wow! Because He was the only one who would never fail me. Wow! So yeah. And was that was that relief and healing and deliverance oh at that point? Oh my gosh! Okay, beyond. things changed. Things changed huge. Yep. Wow. What changed? Um, I to that point, I had kind of looked at a man as kind of like my savior. Sure. Like everything that I needed was supposed to come through a man. Like, I wasn't anything without a man. Um, I don't know how to describe it, really. Oh, you're doing such a good job. But, <laughs> but it was just like that, like a man, like a husband, a man held my life, held my hope, held my um, my ability. Like, literally, it, like I wasn't a person without my husband. And whatever it was that my husband was, that's what I was, too. Wow. You know, because that's yeah, how we were taught. That's how wow. you were raised, sure. And so, like, the Lord started helping me separate that out and being like, no, like, take your expectations off of all of that. Put them on me. I got you. Like, just lean on me. I got you. Trust in me. I got you. Like, believe me. I won't lie to you. Wow. And it was just like, then this entire, like, switch thing happened where I started taking off my expectations and taking off my hopes and off of all of these like people and putting them on God. And, and your it, mind started returning to you. Oh my gosh. My mind went from the, the bowl of noodle soup to sure. it literally felt like it was in like straight lines and rows. Like it was wow. literally 
like wow. instant, like the next day I could have a conversation and I could remember every single thing I was supposed to remember. I could keep like the focus the entire time. It literally, like I had a brand new mind. Wow. Vicki, these things that you're talking about are things that people deal with they're in cultures like your, that mm-hmm. you were raised in, in a cult. Yeah. They're, they're textbook. I mean, this is what happens when people are raised in that kind of culture. I'm amazed that you are connecting with the, the true God in the middle of this, and he, you're being healed and seeing miracles in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tremendous. It kind of taught me that God's bigger than everything. That is the message. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, really, it doesn't matter what kind of situation you're in. Like, he's a hundred times bigger than it. Yeah. It genuinely doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He comes after us. He goes after us. He he stays with us. He connects with us. Yeah. Wow. I know. He's amazing. He's amazing. Boy, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> When what you're talking about, there's a lot to, lots of language for it, but I would say you started to see actually yourself the more you saw the Lord, like you started to recognize your own identity. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? Yeah, that okay. I mean, my own identity, that's been um, that's still in the works. Absolutely. <laughs> where are you on that? Like, where are we? And I'm asking truly, I just want to serve that and yeah. bless that and come alongside with you because. Yeah. You're a woman that you, you, you've, you're made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. That's not handed to you in a cult. Yeah. But you have been cut from the cloth of the most high God. You are made in his image. Where are you with this? What are you hearing from him since then and now with just who you are in Jesus and with Jesus? Well, I, um, so our marriage ended um, the end of 2016. Yes. So um, it's now 2019. So that's still pretty new. Yeah. 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 How's it going? Really, really good. Good. I mean, good. he's he's married again Okay. Um, to an amazing lady. Good. She's very sweet. She treats Logan like gold. Good. Her good. and I get along amazing. Great. Like, I could not say, like, higher praise about her. Good. Like, she's an incredible human being. Good. And um, my ex-husband and I, we co-parent incredibly well. We're both respectful to each other. Like, Logan comes first. Um, and we just, it's been like, literally, um, I've heard stories and stories and stories of people that have separated. And it's literally been unbelievable oh, nightmares. You guys are, you're breaking the mold everywhere. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> so you're defeating the, this, yeah. your the odds and beating the statistics on all ends and all of your stories that to be able to co-parent with somebody oh, yeah. that you both were raised in a cult, both have come out of the cult and you're co-parenting together oh, yeah. successfully. We had n- like no drama through the end. I mean, right, you know, right in the first couple of weeks, it's just the shock of, you know, sure. everything kind of, you know, stirred some things up. But after that, I mean, we did not have court battles. We didn't have family battles. Wow. We didn't, have fights like it was literally smooth respectful what do you want what are you comfortable with okay I'll do that okay I'll sign my name to that did this did it a lot of that come from when the Lord was teaching you how to honor and respect you had already learned that with him like you had that history with him yep and you were able to walk it out even in a divorce absolutely and I would go back to the Bible and I'd be like okay well you know because everybody has opinions yeah. You need to fight and you need to get this much right. money and you need to make your blah, 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 blah. Yeah. When the Bible says if somebody takes your coat, give them your cloak. Wow. Is that how you walk through the divorce? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you walk through it successfully. I wow. did. Okay. I mean, I just, I went, yeah. I went back to the Bible and I'd be like, you know, I appreciate all of your concerns sure. and, you know, but sure. the Bible has never failed me. And if I stand, wow. if I stand on it, and I obey what it says, like God has to come through for me, and wow. He's a lot bigger than any sort of thing that I could try to take from another person. So, wow, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, because that was the only thing I knew how to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> 
Well, so what are you hearing? And I hope this is, if this puts you on the spot, don't you worry about it. Okay. What are you hearing from the Lord about you personally right now? What is he speaking to you about you, about Nikki, beautiful Scovrin? Ah, uh, I mean, I actually went to um, the International House of Prayer. Because weekends have been so hard for me. Like sure. being single, oh my gosh. And so finally <laughs> I was like, I can't make bad choices, you know, and I can't just sit home and, you know, feel sorry for myself. Like I have to do something. Good for you. And so um, I heard about this international house of prayer that you literally can go to. Like they play worship music and you can go there 24 hours a day. Yeah. So last Friday night um, I went there and... Um, brought my notebook and my pen and sat there for an hour and wrote like 12 pages in my journal. Like I didn't even know that stuff was inside of me. Oh, you're a writer. You are. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, it was, it was so healing. I mean, I can, I can read like a little piece of it, but. Would you? Sure. We, we would love you. And then after she does this, uh, Nikki blogs and her blog is gorgeous. I am now following her. I was reading through your <laughs> blog, just weeping this week. I'm like, oh my God, you do good things and beautiful people. Okay. So this is what I, this is, this is kind of like where I'm at right now. Okay. So Jesus, how is the lifestyle I want to live possible? How can I be strong and say no to my flesh? I believe it's possible. I know there is a way. I know you love me. I know you have all my answers. You made me. You formed me. You knew me before my parents even did. You saw my personality, my heart, my desires, my weaknesses, my passions, my strengths. What I would love, what I would be drawn to, you saw all of this before I was even given a name from my earthly parents. Before they knew what my gender was or the color of my eyes, you knew. You had a plan for me. You knew every one of the people that would be in my life. But you closed your hand around me and said, it's okay. It's going to hurt, but I'm bigger. I have her. I'm going to keep her. I'm going to protect her. I'm going to tell her what to do, and I'm going to heal her. You never let me go. You waited by my side quiet until I asked you to help. You knew I faced broken hearts, traumas, abandonment, the pain of being alone. You knew I faced impossible circumstances. You knew I had mind-numbing responsibilities to be faithful in, and yet you said, it's okay. I know what I put inside her. I know she is strong. I know she is well able. You were by my side from the moment I was conceived, taking care of me and protecting me, and still you knew I would come to a place where I wouldn't trust you when you had done nothing wrong. You knew I would get confused. You knew I would let go of your hand. You knew I would make bad choices that would hurt me and hurt others. You knew I would take back my heart. You knew all of this, but you didn't get mad. You patiently waited by my side because you knew. You knew what was inside of me. You knew how you made me. You knew I could do it. You knew you had everything in your hand that I needed, and you knew you would hand it to me as soon as I asked. You knew that together we would do everything. You knew my circumstances were always going to be okay because you knew that you were holding an endless supply of everything I needed. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Hey, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's been quite a journey. It has been a journey, I'm sure. I believe you. Yep. And, I mean... You know, there's, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect girl. I've made plenty of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes, you know. And the thing that breaks my heart the most is that there was a season where the confusion just of, because when you grow up with the truth and you have the experiences I had, yet because it wasn't until after all of that that we found out we were in a cult. So I had all those experiences with God, mm. and then we found out that our entire foundation was wrong. So then you have to wrestle with, did I really have God? And I mean, you hear my story, and you know yeah. how ridiculous that sounds to even question that. But when you're in the middle of it, and you hear all the stories, and all the wrong, and all this, you start to think, okay, 
was I just delusional? Sure. Was, I mean, you know? It shakes. It shakes everything. Oh, my gosh. It shakes everything. And so, I, I mean, I got very confused. I mean, to the point where I was just like, because the Lord would talk to me all the time. And I got so confused if I was actually hearing his voice or just my own head. Sure. You know, coming up with stuff that I was just like, stop talking to me. Like, I, I can't even handle this. And he was quiet. He never left my side. I felt him next to me literally all the time. But he was completely quiet until I said, I want to hear your voice again. Like, talk to me again. Wow. <laughs> he honored your decision, huh? <sighs> He's truly amazing. Like, I can't even. There are actually no words. Truly. Oh, my gosh. He is like the most beautiful and amazing thing I have ever experienced. And I mean, it breaks my heart that I got confused about that. But again, he's bigger than that. He knew, he knew that I was going to go through that and he knew I was going to do that. And he stayed by my side because he knew I would come out of it and I would come back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This well, is huge. This is so huge. great. So I was just sitting here thinking, like, since since, since leaving and, and coming into um, Bethel's church culture, um, what are some truths maybe that you've either, like, relearned mm-hmm. or or some things uh, that that you were like, oh, that remained? Does that, does that question make sense? Like, kind of. Like, here are some things that, that actually were with me the whole time that were the truth, and you were speaking, and this, this is a, like, this is an undeniable truth, whether I was in a cult or not. Mm-hmm. And then, what are some things that maybe I've had to relearn about, about either with his character or maybe just about being in, the, in, the, in a body of believers in a church body? Um, I feel like I'm circling back to a lot of the foundational stuff that I used to have. Okay. But, I mean, it's kind of like when the pendulum is so far to the left, then it swings all the way over to the right, you know? And you have to kind of bring it back to the middle. And, like, okay. Like, there was some really good things that were right that you need to come back to. Um, Then there's some other things that is, like, I mean, just, like, the freedom and, like, the love and... (laughs) The thing that has recently revolutionized my life is the friends. Oh. Like, there are some amazing single people at Bethel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freedom, yeah. love, and friends. That's your life, Nikki. Oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't even know, like, friends could be that amazing. I literally text them. Like, I had my first um, party as, like, a single person. A couple of weeks ago. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. We ordered pizza. We watched a movie. We prayed for each other. Like, we <laughs> oh, built a fire. It was, and I literally, like, best. I texted them afterwards and I was like, I just realized that I don't even need a husband because, like, I have such great friends. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. I mean, just like the support where you can, like, call them and say, like, be vulnerable. Like, hey, this is my struggle this week. Like, you know? Yeah. And they're like, we still see you as amazing. Like, you got this. You can do this. I walk through that. Here's some tips for you. Like, <laughs> we're going to hold up your arms. We're going to come behind you. Like, it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. So whatever you guys have done is, like, <laughs> working. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that genuinely is just love. That's what love does. You just yeah. love literally never fails. Love always covers. Love never gives up. You just exactly. love each other well. Yeah. yeah. We just keep loving each other. And there's no pressure here. Great. How so? Well, I mean, in, you know, the other thing I experienced, there just always was pressure. You always okay. had to do the perfect thing. You always had to say the perfect thing. You always had to be the perfect thing. Everything had to be perfect all the time to like a certain standard. Not teasing at all. That's what the brain spaghetti is. Yeah. That would make anybody's brain spaghetti. That is horrible. (laughs) Nobody can live under that. Nobody. No, clearly not. (laughs) But that's not, you're not living with that now. No. And you guys are not that way at all. Like it's just like freedom and just, I don't just love. 
and free. Like I don't know. I don't freedom, know what else to say. Freedom, love, and friends. I'm gonna get a T-shirt made for you that says "Freedom, That's love, and friends." That's so great. <laughs> oh, Nikki. Yeah. <clears throat> wonderful. Just wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us. I yeah. just am so excited for you i know you're seeing stuff left or right. i'm gonna give you 10 uh, more seconds oh no that's, yeah. no, that's fine go ahead no i'm just saying like it's just this is so great like i'm just yeah it's awesome go ahead. well we just love you and we're just on your side and excited to see somebody just walking with the lord that way and finding freedom love and friends and <laughs> Just excited for you. I love what Jesus has done in you and is doing in you. And what are you seeing, Koontz? Well, yeah. I was actually just seeing a t shirt. <laughs> Freedom, love, and friends? F L hashtag F L. They don't need BFF anymore. You have F L. <laughs> well, I actually, I was, I was thinking as you were talking, I was like, you know, we, we owe a tremendous amount um, of. Of, of respect and honor and kudos to that th- there are people that have been doing this for a long time that have actually laid their life down so this culture would be possible yeah and and they're like there are some that are here in here in Atlanta in in our area and our whether it's in our, our body of leadership or you know people who have been part of the leadership of Bethel um, people in Redding, California, who have who they have laid their life down, and I'm just thinking, all of them. I was just being, I was just thinking about all of the, the breakthroughs that you had and that you have gone through, and the, and the sacrifices they made, and the honor that, when nobody was watching, the Lord was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna reward that even better than you think. And uh, and He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. That's the truth. And so I feel like what, what's happening is that um, the reward for you just got really stored up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's honestly just about to... It, did, you think FLF is great? <laughs> it's just, I mean, really, it just gets better from here. And I, I feel like you're just in, you're about to walk into a season of just really great, overwhelming goodness. Of flowers yeah. like Landon saw. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, the thing is, if my life can be an example people who are in tough situations that God is bigger and God is amazing like that would be that would that's like my dream wow. like wow. I mean even I was um I downloaded that um bill that was that book about raising giant killers or something oh, yeah yeah and I was literally like while I listened to the book, I mean it was amazing, but I was a little overwhelmed because I was like <laughs> <laughs> out of the thirteen tools in the toolbox you need to have to raise a giant killer, I've got like two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, God is bigger. Like I, awesome. it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter what you have, it doesn't matter what you in, it doesn't matter your circumstance, like it does not matter. I mean, Logan and I have both been having like prophetic dreams together. Like he has, um, he actually just bought today with his school money. He bought a little um, journal and he's been writing letters to Jesus in this (laughs) little journal. I mean, and he's, he is like not a kid that would typically come from a separation or divorce or whatever. And so literally just if my life can just scream God is bigger than anything in this world. Wow. Like that is what, I mean, that's my dream. That's a good that's dream. That's a beautiful dream. God You're is get to bigger. Live it. You are going to get to live You're it. You're going to get to live it. And yeah, I hope that gets really to are. be books and screenplays wow. and God is bigger. It God just doesn't is matter. Bigger. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you can have faith to stand up and say, no, God is bigger. Wow. He, so will, he will come to your side. And he will show himself bigger. Nikki, we love you. Yeah, we're so glad you you guys. It is an honor to have you. Thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Can you give out your blog information? Are you comfortable doing that? Sure. For folks to. Yeah, it's on that medium. I think it's just my name on that medium site. Okay, because if if you're comfortable, that was so rich. Her blog is super rich. I mean, I super enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't. um, It's just the medium. And then okay. I, let me try this on my phone and make the sure. The medium, and then your name is N-I, is it N-I-K-K-I? Is it the medium? I don't know. 
It's an app on my phone just called Medium. Okay, Medium. Oh, wow. So it's just an app. app. Medium, Blogspot. Mm-hmm. And you're N-I-K-K-I or N-I-K? N-I-K-K-I-S-K-O-W-R-O-N. Okay. Okay. Because you yeah. are a writer, girl. There it is. Okay. All my stuff on there. Okay. <laughs> so you can find it through your name, N-I-K-K-I-S-K-O-W-R-O-N. Yep. And you're a writer, and the content was just beautiful and oh, rich. Thank and you. The obvious heart cry and deep crying out to deep of somebody that just loves the Lord. Yeah. yeah. So. And I'm, I'm brutally honest. Like, <laughs> I don't hide. I don't try to, I don't pretend to be good. I don't pretend, like, no. Like, mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what hurts. This is what messed up. Like, Which, again, is another, that's a sign and a wonder coming from somebody that has been, that has grown up in a cult, that you're brutally honest. Yeah. I mean, that whole thing is, it's just exactly what you said of, no, it looks like this. You get into this mold and you be this. Yeah. So that's just a sign and a wonder. I just am yeah. in awe. <laughs> Girl, we love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you yeah. so much for being our guest. You're you just, welcome. You've honored us. Oh, what a treat. So, um, you know what? If if any of this part of the pod, if any of this podcast is ministered to you, if I mean, if you think maybe you find yourself in a super hard situation, um, you know what? Nikki's words are so great. Like, hey, he's big and he's bigger than anything. He's bigger than anything. So I just want to encourage you, if that's you and you need prayer or if that's you and you just want to tell us your story, your testimony, you can email us. Um, it's bachats at BethelAtlanta.com. We would love to hear from you. Oh. Yeah, we really would love to hear from you. Oh, and bless you. A million times over. Thank you for always listening to BA Chats. Um, you can always find us again. Well, if you're listening to us, you're listening to us. So yep. we're on Podbean, oh, yeah. <laughs> Bethel Atlanta, yep. the app, the <laughs> website. <laughs> But thanks again. You guys remember. Jesus loves you. We love you too.